0: Hey, wrestling nerds! You're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking indie cast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop culture debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you could shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen. Sticky fucking steamboat zach romero and occasionally duchess
1: Von finger bang luna lynn as they bring you the fucking Indie Cast, exclusively
0: on the wrestling nerds radio network greetings everyone and welcome to another episode of the indycast after dark i am zach romero joining me here is my favorite co-host one chad <laughs> allen chad say hello uh, you're my favorite co-host too oh, um you. and i, I
1: didn't even and that doesn't even count my own wife so uh oh, congratulations. Go. i'm gonna co-host with somebody that, that so it's been a while since you and me have been on the show to, together for a bit here
0: like yeah you, barbara a, walter it's uh, it's been I, a busy time in the warehouse here so uh so yeah this is
1: I, I threw my entire like you know, personal life out and in, out into a podcast. That yeah, uh, I sure. even got messages from my mom. And so listen to your show this week. I'm like, great. How about the interview we did a couple of weeks ago? What did you think of that? One? No, great, you let's listen, not talk about this. Let's you listen to the the one where we talked about all that crazy stuff. Okay, cool.
0: So ah, mm, uh, well, any trauma is good trauma. That's what we that's right around here. Um, <laughs> now, before we get into, we got breaking news to discuss. We're going to pretend that we're a wrestling podcast for a minute. We got and, breaking and holy damn shit, news.
1: And holy shit, breaking news that actually fell in the time frame when we're recording, too. Yeah, so nobody. that worked out. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Break- Thank you, Brig of Honor, I guess. So.
0: Yeah, so breaking ass news that we're going to get into momentarily. But first of all, it feels good to be back in the seat. I got to derail this show. Oh, so, Chad! I got to ask you, pal. Uh, we have introduced a new question into our repertoire for guests. But now I want to know, who are you maining? in Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. So, okay, I have not played it yet. Um, okay. So I, I, have, I will have to... I have the list of characters in front of me if you if, need it. If you please, because then I can kind of tell you who I probably would main. Uh, so we've got uh, Ang. this is in alphabetical order, we've got Ang from Avatar The Last Airbender. Ooh, okay. April O'Neil from TMNT. Okay. CatDog, Danny Phantom, Helga from Hey Arnold, Korra from The Legend of Korra, Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Lincoln Loud from the Loud House, Lucy Loud from the Loud House, Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries, Oblina from All Real Monsters, Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants, Powdered Toastman from Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy themselves, Reptar from the Rugrats, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob, SpongeBob himself from SpongeBob, uh, it's not Tof, but I'm going to pronounce this Tof. Tof from Avatar, the Last Airbender, and Zim from Invader Zim. So are Ren and Stimpy like playing together, kind of
1: like the Ice Climbers?
0: Yes, that is exactly okay. what it is. And same thing with uh, cat dog. They kind of function as one collective unit, even though it's technically well, two people.
1: They're attached, though, so That's that true. one didn't surprise me as much. But I didn't know if, Ren and, if it was Ren... And Stimpy or Ren and Stimpy. They kind of um,
0: function like um, I don't know if you play if you ever play against Banjo Kazooie in uh, in Brawl. I've they play, seen it. Yeah. They play like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the downloadable content for um for Brawl recently, by the way, mm-hmm. and was highly disappointed that there was like nobody that really interested me that made me want to like pull my wallet out, uh, except for um the two characters from minecraft uh uh, oh, China, uh and, and piper powered both want the two characters from from minecraft
0: yeah well so, they're I'll... a real pain in the ass to fight against so
1: oh good. well then i'll definitely buy him for him because yeah. that'll just be hysterical
0: i was um, saying I'll... if you get good with them it's hysterical because uh one of his moves is that he whips out uh a little mine cart, and if it happens to hit you it just automatically pulls you into the cart so if you were and it'll like drive you know a few feet so if you're on a smaller stage and you're just kind of standing in the center and just dumping mine carts it just carries people right off the edge of the stage nice yeah so if you can figure that out you were going to make your girls very very mad
1: okay perfect uh i will plunk down my five dollars for that one then uh of the listing you read there though um since, uh, see, and the funny part is, this is where I start to feel very old. Right, I imagine because, so. Because, like, I know Ren and Stimpy.
0: I know the turtle. By the way, did I only hear you say two turtles? Yes, it's just Michelangelo and Leonardo and April O'Neil. So, what happened to Raff
1: and Donatello? Why I don't know. All four in there. That's very weird. I figured if you're going to put one in, you put all four in, don't you?
0: Or you um, pull the, the Injustice thing. And you put one in, but you have all the characters, the like the alternate costumes,
1: uh, beat the true. other
0: brothers with weapons.
1: True, very true. So, um, of that grouping though that you that you read there, from the ones I know, uh, I would probably actually go with Powder Toast Man was the Excellent. one that immediately jumped out at me. Um, so how is the, how is the game? Because I'm assuming I'm,
0: you must have played this. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. It, it's it's a little rougher on the edges. Um, okay. There's no, like, voice acting or anything like that in terms of the actual characters themselves. Oh. They, they don't have, like, the super moves that Brawl does. But this is also the first game. So right. my hope is if it sells well enough on sort of the gimmick alone that, like, maybe we'll either get updates or maybe just a full-blown sequel that's a little more well-rounded in okay. the future. Um There's still some kinks to work out of it. There's still some stuff that's sort of like, yeah, this character sucks, or mm, I don't think that's how that's supposed to work. But, um... But by and large, it, it looks fine. It plays pretty well. The online is really smooth, which is very nice if, if that's something that, you know, you happen to care about. But, uh, no, it's it's fun, and it's nice to kind of just see another option out there, and not just, okay. you know, it's Brawler, get the hell out.
1: So now, who is the, so far, who is the kind of best all-around character that they have on there? My you guess would
0: be spongebob
1: because oh close close i feel like i feel like he's the like the poster boy but um, true
0: but the one that i see most in the wild a lot of people play as leonardo okay Um, and that doesn't that doesn't surprise me that a turtle
1: would be way up there too so
0: yeah exactly and and you know especially a turtle with more traditional you know weaponry right that like cat dogs a little weird because it's like okay what are we doing um, but yeah, okay, very interesting. Now, I have another derailment question. I got to derail okay. my derailment here. Okay. Um, we are heading headfirst into the Halloween season. We are, and so I wanted to know: Have you tried any new kinds of candy this holiday season? And if so, what do you have to report? Uh, I have
1: not tried anything new what's that what's out there that's new that i maybe i should be going to try Then
0: i've actually gotten way deep into uh they're called shrieking skittles okay now uh are you yourself a fan of the skittle varieties i
1: i am i am actually very much a, a big fan of it i don't get them often but when i get a chance i do grab them the uh, very bright lime green pack of the, the Skittle Sours, which are to Man. this day, I think one of the most sour candies. I think that that's actually out there. If you get a, if you get the right bag, um, it is like punch you in the dick sour. And for some reason,
0: bring me the pain powder. I really enjoy that. Um, so, so you have played perfectly into my hands. Okay, good because the shrieking skittles are basically sour skittles okay without without the powder that rips the living shit out of your tongue so but i don't, but i
1: like that powder though i like the i, I like I, the angry. like if
0: i have a big bag of it and i'm sitting at the movie theater like the insides of my like mouth are raw by the way by i'm yes. halfway through the bag that's no good yeah for that's no, no that's good that's bring that this is that's my kink right there. Bring me that pain. <laughs> that's my that they're they're actually gonna print that on the bag now. That's my kink you, right there. That should that should probably go with the outro now too. Yeah, that's uh, my so, kink right there. Um but yeah, no, the shrieking skittles are very, very good. They have a great uh punch of sour to them, but uh, without the uh the the pain powder as you've aptly put it now. So that's what I've fallen in love with, but who knows? Okay. It may not be Maybe it's something to mix in the bag. I don't know, but I'll um, try it.
1: I'll definitely try it. But yeah, that just feels like that's cutting off the. That's just cutting off the, like, like me puckering my face so hard that like my butthole's coming right with it. Like it's, it's just all again like... the
0: master of marketing when it comes to Skittles. <laughs> I'm 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 taking it back here.
1: When, you're, when your mouth and your butthole come together from the inside by how much you're puckering, there you the, go the human centipede uh, of, of candy that's um, right, there we go <laughs> um, but that's, that's no, those, those are and, she- and and I'll yeah, Shelly looks at me like I'm crazy when I'm eating those, because she's like, how can but then she'll eat like, but she eats she eats like like when we go to the movie theater, it's Sour Patch Kids for her, she'll eat a she could eat three bags of those some days um uh,
0: I don't know, but yeah, no, get me, give me like them said, angry, give me them give, angry skittles. Give the shrieking ones a shot. See what you think. Okay, i find them. Maybe it's pussy mode. I don't know, but they're they're pretty damn good. So do you, now, let me
1: ask you: Do you get? Uh, I know your neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. So do you get trick or treaters? Absolutely
0: your... not. We've, okay, we've lived here a long, long time, and I think we've maybe had maybe 10 trick-or-treaters throughout all the years that we've lived here just for whatever reason no one in our neighborhood gives a shit about halloween and nobody trick-or-treats but i will tell you that there is like a kind of almost like a circular neighborhood probably 10-15 minutes down the road yeah that appears to be like the go-to spot for trick-or-treating okay so it's one of those where like everybody comes from all over right to go to this one particular neighborhood so maybe and i'll that's be honest, part of it
1: I, I have now lived in a couple neighborhoods where and and i'm i guess i'm g- glad to say this that i've lived in a couple neighborhoods now that that we are the like the go-to neighborhood for trick-or-treating that people like kind of drive into our neighborhood to go trick-or-treating so that's okay. like that's always a good sign to me and i i uh, i love it yeah i'm actually um Interestingly enough slightly wrestling related costume this year. I uh we were originally going to go do like this whole evil clown family thing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: my kids decided they didn't want to do it anymore and I wasn't good at daddy wasn't going to force them into it. Um so I was trying to figure out what my uh, costume's going to be and uh I I have this friend of mine uh who's a lawyer uh, named Jacob Pillar uh, Esquire who manages uh our friend mm-hmm. the pig. And uh, through him, uh, he was able to procure me a pig mask. Ah. Uh, so I believe the uh, I believe the pig mask will be coming out for Halloween this year, Very nice. because uh, it has not come out yet. So I'll be uh, scaring children in uh, in a pig mask. I think so. Excellent. So shout out to Jacob Pillar if uh, he's yes. listening to the show.
0: So I'm, I'm sure he's busting somebody out of a Tijuana jail. Exactly. Um, so so yes. All right. So those are my derailments. That's that's my spooky derailment. Um, But I did want to mention that part of the reason why the last few episodes have been not the whole team put together uh, is that Luna and myself just got back from uh, Spooky Empire. Absolutely. Big horror convention here in Florida. And uh, so we were vending there under the She-Wolf Media uh, banner. Right. And Luna absolutely killed it. She did a fantastic job. She makes amazing stuff. Um, And then I kind of puttered along As the Billy Mays of the table Just pitching <laughs> and selling my ass off And uh, slinging some VHS tapes every once in a while and, Well apparently uh,
1: slinging a full on VCR at one point
0: too That's true, I did sell a VCR to a man I did sell a VCR to a man um, uh, Now in my defense This was a guy who was already knee deep into You know, the, the VHS struggle so it's not like this was his ver- first VCR. He had discussed that he had a VCR that had just recently shit the bed, and I was like, "Well, it just so happens I brought one to sell," and so I uh, sold him a sold him a VCR. Very but right. um, but met some amazing people, um, swapped a lot of great stories, sold a lot of tapes, um, made some friends with another podcast, um, the Horror Daddies podcast. I've actually listened to a couple of their episodes now. Um, I don't have the Sci-Fi Channel. I, I haven't figured out a work around around that yet, so okay. I'm just like absorbing the new Chucky episodes just through the Horror Daddy's explanation and reviews of them. Okay. So they're kind of my surrogate viewer for the Chucky show uh, for the time being. But uh, no, they do a great show. They do a great podcast. Um, they had a ball at uh, at Spooky and they bought uh, a few tapes from us and and all that good stuff. So they were fantastic. Um, also ran into. Um, the Boylesque dancer, uh, amoxy Villain, who's just a sweetheart a and...
1: Wonderful name,
0: by the way. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, he bought some tapes, and so we're following each other on Instagram now. And also, the incredible makeup artist, uh, Dan Stander, who, uh, bought some tapes as well, and he's awesome. He just, he had a full look every day, and it was just incredible. So, um, so, yeah, those are some, some friends we made along the way, and we, you know, the the big thing about vending at these places is because all this stuff, like everything that Luna has is all handmade and she's put it all together herself. Um, that like it, there is a genuine connection that you sort of make with people that it's not just like I'm selling used cars or something like that. It's, you know, right. for these people, this is a part of them that they're, that they're purchasing, you know? Yeah. And so for some people it was, oh my god, you know, I love the Jaws ride and we happen to have like an Amity Boat Tour sign that we had made and, you know, all this other stuff. That it's like people just absolutely love this this genre and so anything that they can, you know, really get to to express that, it, it's, it goes beyond just like, you know, oh, it's a Spencer's Gifts and I'm buying a poster. Like, there's a little more depth. So, it was great. It right. was a great experience. We had a lot of fun. I, we got to eat at the Polite Pig afterwards, which is all I give a shit about. Um, I had the pork shoulder. It was very good. Luna had the brisket because she always gets the brisket. Also very good. It's coffee rubbed. It's fantastic. Very nice. Um We tried to get into that spooky bakery Gideon's at Disney Springs, and that did not fucking happen. Can I okay, so can I give you some advice on Gideon's, interestingly enough?
1: Yes. We I think it's been a while since we've been we have been on together, so we didn't talk about this. Uh Shelley and I had our um 19th anniversary of our first date uh not that long ago we actually still celebrate that
0: that's adorable Um,
1: right so and it's at the beginning of october uh and uh we did a little bit of a getaway from the kids we spent a night out at a uh, hotel in orlando and uh we did we had three major things we were going to do at that time for one of them i think michelle and i talked about on the show um when she was on was we hit a dispensary because she had just gotten her medical marijuana card and we wanted to kind of get an idea of what the dispensaries look like down here so we stopped at one on the way out um but we ended up stopping because the location for gideon's uh in disney springs is not their first location uh they have a location elsewhere in orlando Uh, which though still align to wait to get into it uh, and buy cookies, not nearly the like six hour wait that it can be at Disney Springs. So, uh, or, you know, downtown Disney or whatever you, you happen to call it. Um, So my recommendation for you is 100% go get Gideon's, make the little bit of extra drive to go more into Orlando proper. Okay. And uh, go to the, go to the location and the location that it's at is actually in a like a little marketplace area that has like um, a guy that's selling like uh, you know different there's a, a like a person selling wine and cheese in there. There was a, a baker another bakery in there that was doing more like bread and biscuit type stuff. There was a guy that I bought uh, a little bottle a uh, Shelly bought a little bottle of like duck pate and I bought a little thing of uh, bacon jam. Uh, and they were all little, just n- no big corporation type of deals in there. It's tiny, but um, and you do have to wait a little bit. But you can order online in advance and just go in and pick them up. Uh, oh, okay. And it's uh, and it's absolutely the way to go instead of waiting through that bullshit line in uh
0: in Disney Springs because that's yeah. entirely too long. Yeah, they uh, had. Uh, we were there yeah. Sunday night because we just wrapped up at the convention. Sure. And so they had like a virtual queue. And the line, the line wait was, it was like probably eight o'clock at night. And the wait was two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Just to wait in line. Like not even to like walk in the door. No, we, we
1: went up to, to the other Gideon's on a Saturday afternoon. We were in and out of there in about 40 minutes total. Nice. So, and uh, the, the cookie, uh, have you had their cookies before? The Gideon's cookies? No, not yet. They're, they're, first off, like, it's the size of legitimately the size of like my fist, the the Jesus. cookies are, are huge. They're covered in, you know, like the chocolate chips or whatever, uh, mostly on the outside of the cookie um, versus it being mixed in with it. Mm-hmm. And they're oh, my God. But they're and they're you know, they're expensive. Don't get me wrong. But for the size of the cookie, it, it makes sense. And, uh, you know. I I ate probably half of my like peanut butter cookie covered in peanut butter chips on the outside and was like, I'm going to go into a diabetic coma if I eat any more of this. So I should probably stop. Um, absolutely wonderful though. I highly recommend it, but yeah, I, I don't recommend the Disney Springs line of it all. So, okay. So there you go. So
0: excellent. Excellent. So yeah, that was our, that was our big weekend. And, uh, did you end up meeting anybody uh, who? Was there anybody famous? Who was
1: the, the big famous people they had walking around? I don't know if they had like an they autograph had,
0: grouping or not. So. They had uh, Mary of the Sanderson sisters. Um, that's like the doofy one, uh, right? Focus. Focus. Um, um uh, Kathy, Kathy, and Jimmy. Yep. Um, McFoley was there, of course. Um, I guess the big big was probably they had Robert England. And he was, of course, just signing shit and talking with people all goddamn weekend. He was a trooper.
1: I've heard uh-huh. he's, I've heard he's wonderful though. When you go to the, one of these things, though, yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah. That's all I ever heard from anybody who had met him was just like he was so cool and he took great photos of everybody and he like talked to everyone. Um, so yeah, no, we didn't really meet anybody or do anything like that. We were pretty much shackled to the table the whole time. Although I did hear some interesting talk about like the tattooing there because of course they okay. have a tattoo section. Um, so we walked through there early, you know, before the doors open one day. And some of the tattoo artists will also have, you know, some art and things like that you can buy. Sure. And things along those lines. So that's, that's always a nice little added bonus. But um, there was a contest I found out after the fact that was like basically who could whoever could do the best Frankenstein's monster tattoo in three hours or less was the contest between all the okay. artists. And so uh, the Horror Daddies actually talked about that um, this one particular artist that one of them had gone to um, was going into that convention and was looking for a canvas. And so one of the other co-hosts volunteered and ended up getting this, like, unbelievable Frankenstein monster tattoo for nothing because it was just Amazing. being used for the convention. And I was like, God damn. Like, I had never really considered doing the the convention tattoo. But after hearing that, I was like, mm, not gonna be convinced
1: yeah for free and here's the i mean obviously you'd probably you knowing you if you're like me you'd tip the shit out of the guy oh absolutely, you know, no matter what but
0: but if it's something if it was like oh it's hp lovecraft and it was like oh you're gonna do a reanimator piece and slap that on me <laughs> yeah you know? exactly Yeah, you know, that kind of thing but uh but yeah, overall, the overall show was fantastic there's another little pop-up like kind of a mini uh, spooky Empire that's coming up in December Which we may or may not be making an appearance at We'll see I may or may not be working on a, a VHS of Krampus I don't know We'll see Very nice um, but, uh, but yeah, that's where we've been for the last month Is, uh, is preparing for that So now we're here to actually talk about Some goddamn wrestling I know, right?
1: So uh, j- legitimately just a few hours before we got on air uh are i'm sure i don't know if your facebook blew up like mine did on it but uh my social media went pretty crazy and it immediately became a conversation in our uh in our nerds chat that we have with the the boys from team Hammerfist. that uh ring of honor basically after uh final battle this year which is coming up pretty soon uh is going to be basically they're going to close up shop they say until like aprilish um that's what they're saying that they're well, going to re- say i
0: can i can read the actual uh oh yeah if you've statement. got it let's read read the statement please uh this is officially from ring of honor and this is their official statement uh throughout the pandemic our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe and despite not producing any live events over 18 months we were able to keep everyone fully contracted We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we'll be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Super Card of Honor with a new fan focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So, Zach, what the fuck does that mean exactly? I mean, well, I was going to say the other added bonus to this is this came out first and everyone went, Whoa? right. And then the news came out that apparently they got in touch with everyone that not that their contracts have been canceled but basically hey you're all free to work wherever you want right so they've essentially cut everybody loose right um which is both thoughtful in terms of like yeah if you guys are taking a break please don't tie me down with you right continue to make money but is also somewhat concerning and and a lot of what
1: i was from what I'm reading is, if people needed to get out of their contract even earlier because somebody else was interested in signing them um that they would be willing to work with that particular talent so that they could move onward from there so um which is i like i said at the very least the right thing to do for the for the talent because obviously they were kind of basing their livelihood off the contract they had with. Ring of Honor and ultimately Sinclair Broadcasting to, you know, make their livelihood. So, you know, it's um, a real shitty time to have this all happen. I mean, good, I guess, that they're at least going to get through December. um, So people don't have to, like, try to scramble too quickly. But, I don't know. So, um, do you... Do you think they're going to restart? Do you really think no. in April we're going to be serious? No. It's just it's just mean, their way out.
0: It, I mean, maybe, but the, I my guess is it would be a like a one-off show. Like, it'll be just like any other, like, oh, GCW's running blah, 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 or, oh, Beyond Wrestling's running blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't see it being like, ah, they relaunched WrestleMania week, and now here's the new Ring of Honor. And especially, like, the wording of, Oh, a fan-centric experience. It's like, so it's going to be like a ball pit? Like, what are we talking about here? Um, Because Ring of Honor,
1: I've always thought in the, because, I mean, I've been to Ring of Honor shows, you've been to Ring of Honor (laughs) shows in the past, have always felt pretty fan-centric to me. They had a pretty diehard audience that loved the show they put out. I guess maybe my question is, and maybe the concern would be is, the diehard ring of honor audience is it really the same audience that they had even three four years ago um and is that enough to to you know to make a to make a company out of like are, are they drawing enough interest to really is the juice worth the squeeze i guess is what i'm trying to get
0: to here and i'm taking a long way to get to it mm-hmm. um that's good so question because, you know, and again, they, they, they went the nice guy route. They kept the product alive during a, you know, an uncertain time and kept people paid. Right. And now it's kind of come home to roost. And so you can't really begrudge them. No. You know, they, they existed for 18 months without ticket sales. Like that's a big deal. And like went through one of the most extensive like
1: Ring of Honor was famous for the for the ROH bubble they went through a lot of stuff to make sure that the talent that they had was was safe throughout mm-hmm. by like putting them up in hotels for you know weeks to to do tapings and get them tested and all all sorts of different things to to try to make sure that they could still put on a put on a show and. From what I and sadly I don't follow Ring of Honor. I don't know if I get any of the uh, the channels that they're necessarily broadcasting on currently. But uh, from the people that I do know that are watching it, they had some great angles going on here. Um, so there, there's definitely been some interesting things happening. Um, I guess it's just one of those moments. It's like you know, if you're shouting into the dark, is anybody you know? Was anybody seeing it? Right.
0: And also, you know, it's one of those cases as well where, you know, if, again, you're not bringing in any new money in terms of ticket sales and attendance, then, you know, you're just hoping for, I guess, merchandise sales and pay-per-views and things along those lines. Right. But also, and this is, I don't want to sound too much like a company man, but like there are times where sometimes you can do everything right and still lose. Right. So it's, you know, hey, you did right by your staff, you did right by your fans, like you did everything right and the money just kind of ran out. Like right. that that unfortunately happens. Now, the really the the two things that the the two major kind of painting with a broad brush takes that I've seen on social media since this news broke has not been terribly negative Which is good Right. It's been mostly guilt Right. like Oh geez maybe you know We all kind of forgot about Ring of Honor And now is this our fault kind of thing Right Or I've seen things like Oh like kind of dream booking Like oh Now that Dalton Castle's free He should go to AEW Like that kind right. of thing Which I don't necessarily disagree with
1: and can I be honest? And I'm, I'm I'm glad you mentioned Dalton. Dalton Castle, for some reason, I feel is one of the biggest missed opportunities in wrestling over the past like five years. Five years ago, he he was kind of following in that same situation as like um, what I would say like uh, Effie or Danhausen or mm-hmm. like. You got those guys that had really just, like, for some reason, uh, like, they just lit a spark in the wrestling industry. And Dalton Castle was definitely one of those ones that, like, for a while, everybody was talking about him. And I just don't feel like they are anymore. And that's really depressing to me because he's talented as hell. Um, And I don't know kind of how he got passed by, other than the fact that, like, Ring of Honor just wasn't, necessarily using him properly i don't know if there's maybe an injury or something in there that i missed but it i just really feel like that kind of got let go that got let go and that's disappointing to me so
0: well and it's also a weird kind of balancing act as well because a lot of independent wrestling is sort of the the fast track now is or the way to maintain relevance now is to kind of jump around from company to company And, you know, continue to keep like a strong social media presence and things like that. And Dalton just kind of hitched his wagon to one company. Right. And that was it. And so if the company, for whatever reason, happened to kind of cool down a little bit, well, what other option do you have? You can't drag an entire company into the forefront of relevancy. Right. You can do your part and and cut your promos and hope for the best and hope for some of that you know viral juice, but you can't just be like and now uh, the company's number two again. You know it's a, that's right that's beyond your reach as as one performer. Um, I will say that I am particularly impressed by the official statement way of doing things. Okay. Because, like, for example, you could have basically what happened with Evolve, which is, hey, they got bought out. What are we going to do? Uh, I, uh, well, um, not, not really much. Yeah, and then, nothing. <laughs> and then quietly it's just, oh, hey, by the way, you know, Gabe got on a Zoom call with everybody and said, hey. Sorry guys, the dream is dead. And you're like, right. oh, all right, well, I guess so much for Evolve then. Um, or Punk Pro, which just doesn't fucking say anything and it's just done so and that's it. So which I think is probably pretty common amongst most independent companies. Is right. That there's not a there's not usually like a big, you know, au revoir farewell of you saying goodnight. It's usually just like, well, we're just not doing that anymore. Right. So I I commend Ring of Honor for coming out and getting in front of this and just being like, hey, you know, here's the situation. Here's what we're trying to do. You know, we'll see if it works, which, I mean, is not just benevolency because also conversely, let's say they don't make this statement and they just do the whole like, hey, everybody go home kind of shtick. And then suddenly, you know, Dalton Castle shows up on you know two gcw shows and a fucking pw you know pwg show and a fucking right. AEW and you're like uh what happened here ring of honor what's going on right so it's not like they could just kind of play it quiet you, you know probably for the best to try to get in front of this and well, i mean is it casting and all that
1: Right, because it actually could have happened like what happened with ECW to really even go even bigger than that. Because, I mean, a, a lot of the ECW guys didn't know that it was really dead until the fact that there was no other shows book. And then Heyman showed up on on Raw. Yeah. Raw. And, and that was like, so, I mean, I guess Delirious could have just shown up one day on, <laughs> you know, freaking, you know, a PWG show or whatever and been like, Oh, guess we're fucked then. Okay, cool. So um I'm looking at their roster right now. They have a lot of people though that are, are gonna end up hopefully in big places. I guess my biggest concern is right now, looking at this, there's a lot of talent on here, and this is what hurts about stuff like this happening mm-hmm. that not every company is gonna be able to pick everybody up. Like nobody not everybody's gonna end up in a big company after this mm-hmm. uh it's just no two ways around it there's only so many roster spaces in wwe and aew and impact and you know even gcw like gcw is though blowing up lately with this and the stuff they're doing with jersey all pro and they're doing what la fights uh i think think is what it was called so they're kind of branching into other companies but still that doesn't mean they've got enough room to to take care of everybody here and that's yeah. probably the, the roughest part. Um, obviously the Briscoes just moved over and, and won the GCW tag titles so they're landing on their feet and that probably should have been the biggest sign right off that something was going on by the way because the Briscoes haven't been outside of a Ring of Honor ring in who knows how long um, so the fact that they showed up at GCW probably should have been our big the big red flag um being waved here but um who else uh bandito was their world champ i know he does stuff with pwg um so i feel like he'll land on his feet somewhere brody king is doing stuff with pwg he'll land on his feet somewhere chris dickinson will end up somewhere Mm. um actually you know the the interesting one on this list right now is and the one where i think there
0: may be some major interest on this one here. Where does Danhausen end up? I think of anybody, I think Danhausen will be the one to land on his feet the quickest because he's I already agree. existed as such a you know creature of the internet that you know and such a social media sensation that right. I think as long as you know he is willing to you know work with these smaller companies, I think he'll be just fine. I think he could he could literally just jump into the passenger seat with Effie and the two of them could just run the indies together. Possibly. See, I uh, the funny
1: part is I think if anybody on this list that I'm seeing here right now, I feel like Danhausen might be the one that AEW would go after interestingly enough. I could see that. I could see that. Because he, he fits in very nicely in that orange Cassidy type of, uh, type of vein. And I feel like, uh, and especially because based off of that picture from the Jericho's recently with mm. Jericho and, uh, orange and, uh, Dan Housen and I forget who the fourth person was already, but, um, but like all doing the, the orange Cassidy shtick, yeah. um, I I just feel like it's impossible not to notice, not to notice him and all that. So um, also Dragon Lee is there. I know he could go somewhere. I know Roosh is there. Um, They'll both probably end up in AEW because they're both related to Andrade. And I know Andrade has been wanting to get like his group all together in, in AEW. So I would be shocked that they don't end up over there with him. Um, I'm looking who else just to see if there's anybody else that um You know who else I feel bad for in this one? Uh Mike Bennett.
0: Yeah. Like I think, uh, a... I think Maria just made a big post.
1: Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. i
0: I'll have to go
1: back and find that later. Um because that's gotta suck for them that like, hey, we kind of landed back home again and then this is what happened. So um oh, also, um speaking of People and former guests of the indie cast no less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be very interested to see where Shane Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor Production ends up. That could be a, a very interesting person to keep to keep your eye on. Because um, yeah, I don't know where he. I feel like he's going to land somewhere. It's. I feel like it's impossible. He's impossible to ignore now, but I just. I don't know where currently. I can see him being a big a big deal in Impact. Quite honestly, I can see Impact picking him up. Hmm. very interesting lots of good talent with not a lot of places to to, i mean and it's funny though because there are a lot of places to end up it's just you know not everybody can get picked up and just it's gonna stink to see who doesn't move onward
0: so yeah that is that is the big like disappointing aspect of it is not that like oh you know There's so much talent to go around. It's like, yes, but here's the issue there's a finite amount of spaces. Right. Or, like,
1: I'm looking at their female division right now because they were just starting to work on rebuilding the female division. Right. Like, you know, Angelina Love and Maria Maniac and Maxi Impaler is on there, and Roxy just won their belt. Uh, this is where Session Moth Mart- Martina was doing a lot of her U.S. stuff. Trisha Dora just got signed. How sad is that? That you know.
0: Well, what about you? So, what do you think? Uh, do you know, is what? Are, what do you feel are the chances of them actually making the grand comeback in April? And and the other question is, is this like a, a mattress store going out of business? Does that mean that? final battle in December is going to be like an absolute sold out show because it's like a, you know, kind of a smoke them. If you got them kind of, you know, energy to it, or. I feel like it has to be. I think if there's anything wrestling fans love
1: more than anything, it's a, it's a car wreck uh, type of situation where like, where there's no idea what's going to happen from here. I think that's, um, also why like when wwe did the ecw one night stand shows that everybody just had to watch because it's like what are they gonna do there there's no good like we can't guess this one out so Mm -hmm. uh i mean yeah if you're gonna do hey this is the show that's basically gonna close up shop for the next three months we hope like that's the hope that you know hey in april we'll be back and we're gonna you know, be able to re-sign some of these wrestlers that we want to continue to work with and things like that. Great. That's, but I, I don't have a lot of hope that's what's going to be the case. Um, but yeah, no, how could you not want to like show up at this show and go, because like I said, we have no idea what's going to happen now. So why not sit back and take a look and say, I guess in this instance, say, possibly say goodbye. This could be this could be the same thing as that e c w one night stand show where I think a lot of people just showed up just to give it that one like one last kiss good night before mm. it all goes to goes to bad um oh geez, man, it just sucks so bad though, like you know and and I'm looking at this you know I'm looking off the roster at least as they've got it listed on the um the facebook or on the uh, wikipedia page for ring of honor and they've got i don't know probably 30 40 guys 30 40 got just the men on this roster like Mm -hmm. like if you're doing one last show how do you fit everybody (laughs) yeah true
0: it's we're doing one final show and it's 14 hours long right um it's and and every match is a rumble match um right no, and, and, like, you look at guys like Jay Lethal, and, like, that's been his home forever. Forever, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think the likelihood of, of them coming back at all and specifically, you know, using the mania kind of month as their jumping off point? I think you're... Um... It's a tall order. It's a tall fucking order.
1: I'll be nice only because – and only because they're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, I have a – so I've got one of three things that can happen. So I guess you've got a 33% chance for all of
0: these. Okay, good, good. Um,
1: Option A, they come back and, you know, hopefully do something interesting that gains – that you know gets people back involved and things like that. So let's let's go for that's the best case scenario because I don't want a place where people can work to disappear. Um, option two is they combine up with another company and maybe do something with them. I notice a, 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 some of the people they have on their roster also do stuff with like um, Impact so maybe impact and ring of honor become you know activate their wonder twin powers and become some sort of like force that way um and and you do something like that so that's that's your other possibility the possibility i don't like but it's the the probably the biggest one is uh ring of honor's uh tape library suddenly becomes part of WWE's
0: that's yeah which is my other... which is
1: my fear so yeah cuz i mean quite honestly i mean again if you look at their previous roster and stuff it's going to be really really hard for wwe not to be like here's an open checkbook tell us how much you want and we'll just we'll buy you out you're all done and sinclair can be just done with it and move on with other things i i, I hate to say it i'm i actually probably give that one Probably more like a fifty percent chance than, mm-hmm. than than all the others, and I hate that that's the fact that like now we've all got the the gloom and doom of like Vince in you know like Undertaker's gear ready just to bury another another company under him, right? And it sucks, but sadly that is a possibility. So. I don't know what. Are, what are your thoughts? Which way? What do they? Which I, way do they like end said, up going? Do you think?
0: Just because I've seen, you know, small small companies fold up, I've been parts of companies that have folded up. Mm-hmm. Like it's so hard to get a kickstarted again because you're basically starting from scratch. Now, yes, Ring of Honor's been around since the dawn of time. They've got all these big names that they can like drop at a hat and be like, "Well, we had CM Punk when he was mean." Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Right. But, like I said, the big – one of the big reactions that I've seen to all this is guilt from fans. Right. Being like, oh, we we really kind of left them out to the past year. Um, and that's not a long-term solution. Right. Like, as a company, it's difficult to sit there and be like, yep, we guilted our fan base into giving a shit again. Right. Um, That's not an awesome business plan. Yeah. So I don't think, and again, who uh, what the fuck do I know? But I don't think it's going to be able to make the full comeback. I think it's going to either best case scenario come in as some kind of weird thing. Like not just like, oh, it's a wrestling show again. But like, I don't know, some kind of, like they said, fan experience or something. Or some kind of, like, gimmick of some kind. Or maybe just, like, specialty shows, like, instead of doing, like, weekly programming and everything else, like, maybe doing more of, like, a traditional indie company and running every few months or something. I don't know. I just don't see it just I, – I I don't see the idea of basically putting everything on hold for, you know, three months four months maybe longer and then just jumping back in as though nothing had happened right
1: and the sad part is that i'm looking up their uh origination date you know ring of honor's kind of birth date uh was february their original like beginning was february of 2002 so -hmm. they were legitimately at 20 years like we're at the precipice of 20 years of them being in business and that's Going to be kind of where it ends up, and that's just—I don't know—that that's disappointing to me. I, I feel so because they started about the same time, and, and here's a very interesting thing to note: um, uh, you know, at Total Nonstop Action, TNA, Impact, what have you, um, was founded in 2002 as well. So, mm-hmm. legitimately, they've been kind of going side by side with each other for all these years and if you would look back even a couple of years ago would you have thought impact was the one that was going to live longer than ring of honor was
0: no i mean no. that's just because impact was you know when it first started was literally just wcw again right and and you know and that's not a slam against it that's literally like how jeff jared envisioned it yeah um, that's that's super weird to think of it it's a shame you know if they can't make it work if they can't come back it's a shame because that is it is a great company um and just to kind of see it like i said earlier to do everything right to do everything by right by their roster and fans and still lose right is the biggest shame of it if that's and if that ends up happening well cross your fingers and hope that they
1: find some way to surprises in april but
0: yeah because remember like lucha underground it just like they didn't even let their people know that there was like yeah we're not doing another season like right just little by little they just started kind of taking bookings and then it was like yeah robert Rodriguez says they're not doing another season i like, like yeah. oh, okay great well johnny mundo has already fucking changed names three times so right good thanks for letting him know um I don't know, man. It's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. And it's and it's interesting because I'm sure there's probably been a dozen or more companies that have all had to have make the same decision. And we just don't hear about them because they're just not on a national stage like, like right. ROH is. Um but it's 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 rough. And and truth be told, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if you know if things continue to kind of be how they are with in regard to the pandemic and life after the pandemic and all that, I wouldn't be terribly shocked if we saw some other companies that, you know, kind of fell in a similar way.
1: Oh, man, I hope not. But who do you think? Who do you think if there's one company you're kind of looking at? Who do you who would you, who do you have a little worry about?
0: Besides us? Um Well, I would say. um I don't know, man. There's so many companies in Florida. I could name ah, well, like yeah. a dozen I'm just off the top of my noodle. That would just be mean and punching down. Um, there's just so many. Uh, if you go, if you really kind of pull out and you're looking at, you know, just all indie companies across America, there's just so much wrestling happening Yeah, and not enough fans to go around. So True. I don't know, It's tough. Um.
1: By the way, speaking of companies that have been coming back recently, uh, Combat Zone is... Have you seen this? Combat Zone's trying Mm -hmm. to make
0: a comeback? I have not, uh, Jay Leno. What what are we we looking at here?
1: No, yeah. Combat Zone, who had kind of disappeared for... Very interesting, who had kind of disappeared for a while, uh, is working on putting together together a new show here. Um, Because I know they're starting to uh, announce talent and the like. I don't know and this new company is supposed to uh to kick in oh renaissance of tradition well hold on let me see what i can find for you um looks like maybe they they went ahead and did the show but yeah they're they're starting to try to uh to try to make their own comeback as well so you know hopefully maybe that gives maybe they can get back together and get moving and maybe be something uh that can give another landing spot but I don't have a lot of hope since uh, obviously a lot of people didn't even know they were doing anything with it. So,
0: right. Well, like I said, is there for as much as this is a Debbie Downer ending, like there's Mm. a lot of opportunities still out there. So, you know, especially with you know places like AEW that are you know piercing the veil a little bit and and cross-mogenating with other companies, you know, this may not necessarily be like a sign of the times of like, oh, the indies are dead. The Indies are dead. Like, no, it's just, like I said, one company doing right by a lot of people and, you know, having to make tough business decisions. Right. But I well, I guess we'll see. I guess that's yeah. ultimately what it is. We'll see. So. Well, Zach, let's try to bring things up here
1: a little bit. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Cage tells us we can call this Get Your Shit In. A uh, lot of stuff going on over at the uh, Fully Gimmick site. Tell everybody yes, about, about it. it
0: boatload of new uh, of new shirts that have just dropped um we basically just reopened that we pulled a ring of honor we took a slight hiatus and then reopened the, sh- the shop better than ever um so there's all kinds of new designs out there now there's some halloween designs that we've dropped including one designed by uh, edith surreal and uh and a boatload of other goodies here and there also uh similarly to uh fully gimmick fight club uh Kate Nix's The Lullaby Lounge is going through a major transformation. They just had their series finale this week um, with a replay coming up, I believe, the same day that this episode drops. So if you look on YouTube uh, for Kate Nix, you'll be able to watch the season finale of The Lullaby Lounge. Um, we're going in a new direction in that show, and it's going to be real weird and real wild, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. So uh, lots of great changes. and uh, And then Jesse from... Uh, the Team Hammerfist uh, crew uh, is a real bastard and bought me the book of Spookly the Square Pumpkin. Amazing. So, uh, so I may do a video of me reading it at some point. I've been considering. Oh, my
1: that God. Time. That would be wonderful. Like a, night, like a night before Christmas type of thing.
0: <laughs> yes. We need you yes, in like exactly.
1: a fucking smoking jacket in front of a goddamn fireplace with...
0: Yeah uh like just a bowl of rolling my candy. eyes during the fucking Transylvania yeah. twist. Yeah. Uh we'll see. Um but yeah, that's it's all kinds of new crazy stuff and new announcements. We got a new design for Lexi Gomez that's on its way. Oh. Um you're going to start seeing some uh some big merch drops at at some shows that you're at. So yeah, it's all all good things and like I said at the beginning, also check out SheWolf Media and Brainbuster Video in terms of other weird spooky pop culture things that you may need. And uh and yeah, it's all kinds of good stuff. So uh I'm excited to see what happens. And there's apparently another spooky empire pop-up show that's happening in December. And who knows, we may show up there too. There you go.
1: Well and for all of you that are listening uh with us right now, thank you very much. Help spread the word uh at IndyCast for us, I N D Y K-A-S-T. can also find Uh, The WNRN uh, on Twitter uh, to follow the network as a whole. Also, go follow uh, Team Hamifist, T-E-A-M-H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. I I know they've been on a little bit of a hiatus uh, due to a whole bunch of backstage stuff I will not put on air. Um, (laughs) But they may talk about it when they decide to come back. Um, But uh, be on the lookout for them. And uh be on the lookout for us also. Hey, if you've got uh anything you'd like us to talk about, any guests you'd like to hear, anything like that, let us know. Uh we are uh we are we're ready to believe you, as the Ghostbusters would say. So uh reach on out and tell us uh, tell us what you think. Any so any social media you can find us on, which is pretty much all of them except for TikTok, um, because somebody already had ad indie I don't know who or why. Um, but so you yeah, couldn't get on TikTok. So darn uh also
0: other breaking news uh the former bray wyatt just tweeted two more days and uh donhausen responded uh with uh, kind of his own little teaser so we may be seeing some fallout of this together maybe a storm of uh talent just flooding the market here so we'll see what did donhausen put Oh, a, a fucking gif of him picking up the phone. Like he's calling Bray Wyatt, of course. It's oh, nonsense okay. from Donhausen. But nevertheless, oh, okay. now people are like, oh my God, Bray Wyatt and Donhausen as a tag team in AEW. Holy shit. So
1: I mean, that would be very interesting because I believe didn't uh, Bray Wyatt say something about that recently? Because I, uh, uh, I do believe somebody on one of the social medias had said something about a, a Donhausen Bray match and he's. and. Ray definitely said something about what, how, how about we teamed instead? How would, how would that be? And like the internet briefly, you know, had an internet wave have come there to, to wash <laughs> over them. Uh, you remember that old bit? We haven't done that in a yeah, while. Dude, so
0: no, and and on, that, <laughs> on that note, make sure you wax your board before you hit the waves and right. uh, <laughs> for everybody here. Careful, uh, the water's salty. Uh, it is don't get it in your eye i am (laughs) sticky steamboat (laughs) what a perfect timing for that one too uh
1: and as always everybody i am calculus maximus and until next time equally equally appropriate appropriate. and uh until next time everybody we always say
0: do Hope I don't poop today. Hercules Mulligan A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck mine own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys
1: has made a whole film <laughs> It's that dirty ass Merrill Street. We it's are touching wieners, touching wieners professionally.
0: Rick Flair said fuck a six-pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am
1: is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Loved it.
0: Birds don't
1: give a fuck about your life.